<laughs> gonna have to up the dick jokes to get that next oh tax bracket. <laughs> Got a phallus, uh, stratified phallus bracket system. <laughs> Bold City Longsword presents Swords in Stereo. Stereo, I'm Matthew Stinson. I'm, I'm also Lucas de Blasi. Keith Ham. That's Keith Ham. He's a sleepy Keith Ham today. Yeah, yeah. And today, we're gonna build off of all that stuff we talked about the last three episodes and talk about using that to make a curriculum for your club. Oh man. Yeah. It's a teetery block or a tower of blocks. Yeah. It's the hard part. It's not that bad. I like the word tittery. Teetery? Teetery. Teet. Oh, I don't think that's a word. Teeter. Teeter? Like teeter totter? Teeter totter. Yeah. Teeter totter. Yes. Fucking swear to God, that's. It means. Okay. I'm going to make some. Define teeter. Here's the definition of teeter move or balance unsteadily, sway back and forth. Teetering. Teetery. Teetery. Define teetery. Here's the definition of teeter. Move or balance Same. unsteadily. No, well, it's, that's the root word. Yeah. Teetery. That's so a curriculum. Th- today we're going to talk about curriculum. Uh, how to how to take all of this uh, nonsense and, and put it into a, a neat and tidy bucket that will never change, ever. So, <laughs> God, I wish. <laughs> uh, so, a curriculum is made up of classes. Yeah. So I guess we're the classes fit inside the curriculum. I guess we'll have to talk about classes, but classes are made up of drills. So I guess we'll have to talk about drills. Yeah, drills are made up of plastic housings and uh, brushless motors, or uh, well, I was gonna or, say, or brushed motors. I was going to say core concepts based on our pyramid that we talked about the last oh, three that, episodes. That too. Uh, I haven't seen a drill fighting feck book yet. That would be pretty sweet. It would be sweet. It's like we can uh, make a we can make a novelty feck book with nothing but power tools. I bet I bet Paul is after me. I just <laughs> <laughs> I just joined a multi tool enthusiast group on Facebook. <laughs> uh, I, I I did as well. I wonder if it's the same one. <laughs> Uh, uh, everybody in the internet, check out your uh, your local multi tool enthusiast uh, Facebook group. It's uh, pretty rad in there. <laughs> so, if we're creating drills based off our core concepts, yeah, um, I guess there's some stuff that we'll need to. We'll want all our drills to use those concepts. Yeah, there, there's really in my mind. There's three types of drills you can make. Like three broad categories, so you could have a, the drills that focus on fundamentals, drills that, that focus on specific techniques, and then drills that uh, express both of those in context. What do you think of that? That sounds sound advice for making drills. All right, <laughs> that's it. We're fucking done. <laughs> Put those into a class. String those drills together until it's a class, and, and then, then teach more classes until it's. A curriculum. That's it. Boom, you're done. Yeah, well, just keep some short. I don't know what I was talking about. This being hard, it's it's really easy. Well, one thing uh, we've done here is no matter what drill we're doing, we try to use the same vocabulary. 
That yeah. way, uh, we're not sending mixed signals. We're not the the, the students aren't getting confused. It should it, it should be consistent, right? Yeah. You should have a, eventually, you should end up with like a, a club language, like a club vernacular. It'll be, it'll be close enough to everybody else's, but your your own club speak as far as running drills. And... Yeah, I mean, like we have we've had club vernacular that we've retired. Like we used to call we used to call plunging cuts ear scoops because we didn't know what plunging cuts were. <laughs> What's the German word, Keith? Orschlaffer. Orschlaffer. <laughs> because Meyer was like, and you want to cut their ear off, and we're like, that's pretty badass. Yeah, and I think it goes deeper than that though. Like we we've really tried to focus. It's it's the triangle from our previous episode. Like we we really tried to focus on the vocabulary that describes the actions and try to get consistent between all the different people uh, teaching and coaching. So everybody that comes to Bolt City Longsword should hear the same stuff enforced drill to drill to drill to drill. Focus on your body. Focus on your your, your space, your time. So making when we're making those drills, we we try to incorporate all parts of the pyramid. We try to use the body for structure and mechanics. We try to implement timing space like yeah. well, there used to be a time we would just do stagnant drills but now when we're doing like we actually involve right stepping in the onset yeah abs zugging out so that that would be you know the the fundamentals in context with a partner so it, it gradually becomes closer and closer to a fight as you drill so you you start off working on fundamentals so you're just uh, doing quartering and cutting to the air or you're working out specific techniques, so you're you're working on the, the the body, the structure and mechanics of a thwart cut. So now we have we know how, we have some drills. We're making drills. Let's make a class using the drills we've just made. We would well now now you're now you're making the the experience right. So it's a physical activity. So you have to start with warm ups. Then you have to move into some form of fundamentals. This, this isn't—we're not reinventing the wheel. I don't think like you can go into any karate club or whatever. They, you warm up, you do a little PT, you do some functional movements. You know, disclaimer—we're not doctors, but mobilize your joints, raise your heart rate, work on your fundamentals. You know, go to a horse stance and punch eight hundred times. Um, <laughs> yeah. Go, go, go! Everybody quarter or well, for uh, three minute rounds and and that might depend on the club culture you're trying to build too like if right if if it was just lucas i think lucas would make everyone run five miles before every class with the shirts off uh shirts optional no no i know you buddy <laughs> <laughs> well but I, I i i respectfully disagree or disrespectfully i don't know fuck you like i don't i don't think class or drill or whatever you want to call it in your club i don't think that should be for physical fitness that's the that's a byproduct of just moving around with a three pound sword right but you shouldn't that should not be the place where you're working on like strength and conditioning oh no no i'm just saying the the level that is expected even if it's not the focus yeah. will be a club culture thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some clubs might just do uh, a bunch of arm circles and then get into yeah. drilling. So other that, clubs might do fucking 200 push-ups. Uh, and some, then... I've been at clubs when it's like 10 minutes before class. They just tell you to stretch on your own. Yeah. And and then it's your responsibility to do... I mean, if you want to do some like hardcore advanced yoga, put your t- big toe on your forehead... That's up to you, you know. Uh, yeah, I've been to a club where they do a, a, a yoga warm up, serious talk. 
Serious talk. We do at my crop center. We do yoga as the cool down at the end of class. I've been to it. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. seen that as well. Yeah, you gotta have some kind of warm up. If you have people qualified to lead the class through those kind of things, it helps. Also, <laughs> yeah. Don't don't try to wing it with you know, yoga or yeah. This is downward dancing. So you want to work on, you want to do some kind of warm up, whatever that is to your club. That's, I think that's universally advised. Again, we're not doctors. And then, uh, then you want to work some fundamentals. So you want to figure out what the, what the core of your art that you're studying is, right? And work on the fundamentals to build uh, good habits and whatever. Yeah. We, we do German longsword. Right. Informed by Joachim Meyer. And like Meyer makes that part pretty easy. Like I feel bad for people working out of earlier systems that are just kind of like a series of plays and a poem. Meyer has that too. Well, yeah, but Meyer also like has page after page of like, this is this workout. Here's a bunch of ways to use this workout. And you can basically just read that and make those drills. Yeah, but I think that comes later. If, if we're doing the fundamentals in Meyer, I'd say it's the, you know, what does he call it? The three elements of combat, the cutting to the quarters, defending to the quarters, and then deceiving to the quarters. Yeah, but even like getting that far. Yeah. To deciding what those fundamentals are. Right. If, you, if you've just picked up a source. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's difficult. Yeah. And so, Meyer gives you all these drills, like, right out of the gate. And then... Yeah, the quartering drills are right there. And the deeper you go into them, the more those, like, core concepts start to leap out at you. Yeah. And so, it becomes really easy to build a curriculum on that. You can... You know, like, the way we started was... Yeah. Like, it's... It's a Shielhow week. Right. And we would just go through <laughs> and do all the Shielhow plays. We're going through all of the devices. Don't miss a class. Yeah. So, so we're designing a class to be focused on a single skill? Well, that, that's a way to start, definitely. Because, like I said, you, if we had a, a class just on the Shielhow, you start putting it in different contexts. Or you start with just mechanics. Yeah. And this, this is a Shielhow. This is how you do it. Right. And then eventually, like, this is where and when you do it. This is yeah. why you do it. And that, so after a couple of routines through those just like master cut classes, you start to see the patterns emerge of like, what does he want us to do in these situations? And you get a lot more context built up. And like I said, those yeah. core concepts are, are suddenly quite clear. Yeah. yeah. So the, the student will, will start to see that on their own, but you should also be yelling at them in a loud German accent at all times. I think so. Because... That helps them understand what's going on. I, I don't think. What if the German accent's really bad? Journal. <laughs> but yeah, so like, uh, it's one thing to just tell your the person you're instructing, "Hey, do this drill," and then walk them through it. But then it's another thing to like show them, like, "Well, this is this concept." Uh, this part here, and then if you step in this way, this is this concept. And this yeah. is the overbind, and this is what we're looking for. Well, yeah. there's a there's an article on uh, on Roar uh, <laughs> uh, called "Fighting Successfully," and he he breaks it down pretty badass. There, there should be an introduction where you you work on the mechanics of the, the movement, uh, and then that movement in isolation, like a specific application, uh, limited resistance. You know, obviously, isol- doing it in isolation, working out the mechanics, there's no resistance. But when, uh, or in, in the introduction, when you go to the isolation, then you're with a partner, and it's the staged drill where you're, okay, partner's going to react this way, blah, 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 blah. And then you can keep escalating it and, and increasing the resistance of the 
the the, the context that you're working and I, that's that's uh, a way we've done uh, our drills in our classes here is classes are structured with a warm-up then we work on fundamentals solo fundamentals paired so in in, in an isolated context then we work on the, the introduction of a, te- a technique or a concept, and then we work on that in isolation paired in a, in a staged context. And then we move on and then we escalate it and uh, work that technique or concept in some form of decision-making drill at the end. It's a little more intense with a little more resistance. And then each class is structured like that, so it all tears up. Um, and then, and then the, the natural progression past that is to get into, you know, sparring. When you when you say do the drill in a stage context, that's usually we're either we're dictating the space involved or the timing involved. Yeah, all of it. That, yeah. yeah, that way, um, not necessarily the decision making, because the decision making should already that should be part of the, that should be built into the drill. You should right. have to be making decisions yet. Yeah. So if you're if you're working like a a, a, a class that we would run. Uh, we we do a warm up, whatever that is. I think we all do different warm ups. Uh, everybody should work on quartering uh, and quartering to an overbind, and then uh, you know doing that with a partner, and then work a specific technique. So we're working the working the wrath cut. Okay, uh, we're gonna work the wrath cut, work the mechanics of it. Then we're gonna work with a partner and, and say it's the uh, the Zorn Orc play, right? So you attack, you meet in the bind. There's hard or soft pressure, so we'll work all hard pressure the first. Uh, part of class and we'll work all soft pressure the next part of class then you make a decision making game to uh, express those two skills those two con- those two pathways of the, the tree the branches yeah. of the tree of, of decision making there should also be like um, you shouldn't be scared if it once you as the class goes forward the progression of skill would is going to raise and maybe People aren't ready for the end of class, so maybe like new dude, you're just like, you just do the first half again. Oh yeah, but that that gets into like teaching. Not yeah, just, like building. Yeah. That's another episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so work. You want to work fundamentals. You want to focus on specific techniques. You want to work those techniques and concepts in specific contexts. You can do that by going literally out of the book. Like running the Hepstuck and running the, the like the devices out of Meyer, running the different plates out of your book. You you're, in your rapier class, you run kind of differently, or is it the is it the same as what I'm describing? I mean, in the end, it's the same. Um, That's the secret. It's all ends up being the same, but it, it comes from a slightly different angle because, you know, like I was saying, when you when you're building on Meyer, you have all these you know named positions and techniques. That you can build an entire class around. Yeah. And you, you don't see that in the, the rapier manuals. You know, you have four guards, they're numbered. Why would you, you know, spend an entire class on one? Yeah. So it's like I, I just pulled out three techniques that are like the core of everything and then found a way to explore those so that people got good at those three things. The theory will shine through so that the better they get at those, you know, techniques, the more they can start to see the windows that they're creating that I've told them about the whole time. So I started with a, a list of drills uh, called the the drill of many things, the drill of n things. And I, like I think it was originally developed by Walter Triplett for sport fencing, but uh, we've you know, over the years people have taken it and filtered it down to me like uh, as a specifically Italian rapier thing. So they just kind of changed the terminology, changed some of the the actions, but it's the same idea where you start with a basic action, 
then you provide like something your opponent could do and how you should react to it. And then maybe they react to your reaction and so on and so forth until you're like almost at the point of like a staged fight. Right. The, the further it goes on, the closer it gets to yeah. being an actual sparring. Yeah. That's, that's when I know a drill it works well is when at the end of it, everybody's kind of firing off intuitively and it feels sparring like, right. right. And, a- and then of course, like you can, once people get really comfortable with those drills, you can start to sort of ramp up the, the intensity of like, Hey, you know, put your mask on now, put a, a gorget on all that stuff. And like land the hit, you know, instead of yeah pulling everything and like, okay, now I want your opponent to actually try to hit you in the head. Right. And if you don't do this technique, right, you're going to get hit. Well, well, speaking of things going to uh, people getting comfortable and doing a new intensity, like if you plan a class out, the very first time you do it, people might not be ready for the end yet. Yeah. You know, like you, you might have to just focus on the beginning the first couple times because new skills take more energy to learn. It takes longer to learn. But once they've learned it, then, you know, like the third or fourth time you've done the class, then maybe they're like, okay, now we're going to go to part two. Yeah. Which you've built into the class the whole time. It's just they weren't ready for it. Right. Don't be scared to slow down. Yeah, I mean, you should only work, like, two or three things tops, like, new things in every class. Like, it shouldn't, you shouldn't uh, overload people. And that will bring us into building a curriculum because oh that's all that's all the curriculum is, is figuring out what new things you're going to do and what like new what, things you're not going to do. Yeah, thing. progression. That's the word. That's yeah. the key word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so people, they're going to... They're gonna forget shit, so you have to you have to do the same class over and over and over again, right? I mean, if you well, actually get good at it, yeah. I think I think you can. New skills require practice and repetition. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. well, if, if we take a step back to classes, then you you don't just do the drill one time; you do it multiple times. You you get a lot of good re- repetitions in of your skills that you're trying to practice, and then uh, there's a really great book called The Talent Code. And they talk about doing a targeted mistake focused practice. So if you're if you're firing off the skill, you attend to the mistake, and you fire it off again. You attend to any mistakes. You just keep iterating like that. So, if, and then I've I've heard some other good teachers talk about inciting mistakes in the drills uh, and how beneficial that is because you can if if the drill is comfortable and you're just ripping off reps. And there's nothing novel. And you're not making any mistakes. You know it loses starts to lose value. So it should be a of a difficulty level where you're... And until you screw up and fail, like, you don't understand necessarily why you're doing something the specific way you are. Yeah. You know, like, oh, your thumb needs to be here, because when it's not, this happens. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you, you mix all you mix all of our ramblings together, and then you have a curriculum, and, a, and then you figure out the progression that you want your classes to take. Yeah, so, like, when when we have a new person come in, Something I, I usually do is I try not to give them too much information at once because they're going to just forget it all. And that goes into the curriculum as well. You can't just teach a new thing every class for 20 classes straight and then when you get back again, expect them to remember the first thing you learned. Right. And that that's, highlights, again, the importance of using consistent language. Because if you describe every technique the same way, using the same language... Then, then they'll be able to start connecting dots between 
you know, short edge cuts and long edge cuts, but they're, the structure and mechanics, the body of it all is still the same shit. Well, that goes back to our Don't Learn Tricks episode. Oh my god, it's a good episode. Go listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> because if you're learn, if you if you're using core language, if you're explaining core all, language, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just made that up. <laughs> Your club should have a core language. Uh, if if you're using core language for all the techniques that you're teaching, yeah. then eventually they'll all feel like one big technique. Yeah. Everything is a crumb house. Everything is a crumb house. Shout out to Josh Ferrat of uh, Tallahassee. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some of my research I've done, like, they made me do all this, at, they made me do all this how to learn better course at work, and I wrote it all down, and I'm not using it for work at all, but I'm using it for the sword school. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you're beginning your club, and you're starting out, and you have your one good lesson, and you're like, yeah, I've, I've written this, le- I've written this class out, this class is the shit. Maybe run that lesson, like, six or seven times in a row. Do oh, it, yeah. Do it until people are bored, do it until they can teach it. That's what, that's when you know it's okay to move on to the next one. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know if I agree with you. you <laughs> might be a little excessive. I'm <laughs> being extreme. Yeah. No, just put them in a box and feed them a loaf of bread. You're talking about making veal, not sword fighting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'd, I'd partake in, uh, in both. Is it a cutting day? Oh wow! <laughs> oh god! All right, I might not. I might not enjoy that. It went dark. It went yeah. dark. Back up. Back. Up. Beep. Murder, murdering Beep. baby Beep. cows. <laughs> yeah, but I'll but, do it in Minecraft. But I'll do it all day. They it's big better. Faces. It's better to do a a drill too much or a class too much than to underdo it. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, because, I mean, there's it, a real fine line there. I mean. It, 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 I think well, I, I tip, tipped our hat episodes ago, but like, or tipped my hat. If if you teach from a principle based uh, understanding, then every class you know should echo every other class. And if you're consistent with your language and and even the the format that you run a class in, um, then that is going to carry through time between classes, and and people are going to start connecting the dots. Josh is around. Everything everything's the same mechanics. Core language. Yeah. You, you, no transmutation. Core language. Well, I mean, only if they're weak in the bind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like a Hema dad joke. <laughs> it was. Dad. It was, it was a dad, dad joke dad. Like on, on like deep levels. <laughs> like, because I went Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Man, Hema has a bigger spot in my brain than Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons, Dragons now. now. Yeah. Oh, that's a... That's, you might <laughs> have to rethink your life. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just at one point, uh, just Wait, D- one D- point, D- one was everything. He became more important. Didn't know you were going to hit that milestone when he showed up at the park. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> wow. I'll, I'll learn sword fighting so my D&D is better. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Did make my D&D better. I still haven't gotten to play a, a fucking armored uh, straight-up fighter. <laughs> straight-up fighter of bull rush and grappling. Stabbing people through the eye socket, the eye slits with a dagger. I want to play a lynch connect with just like three levels in bard, but I don't sing. I just talk shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, how does that work? 
one with your right. allies. <laughs> just I don't know. You're just backhanded compliments. Bust their balls. Yeah. You're like a drill sergeant. He's an insult comic. <laughs> oh God. So uh, yeah, we've talked about uh, drills. Yeah. So uh oh, we're going back. Yeah. The the not trying to learn too much at once. No, you want to like. Uh, if you look at some interviews with uh, Greg Jackson, world-renowned MMA coach, you know he, he says two to three things. Two to three things. You don't want to teach more than two two to three things, and that's it. Well, you also if if you try to do too much, people might become frustrated, and then being frustrated, it's not fun. And if it's not fun, they might not come back. I mean, like again, there's a fine line there, and this starts to get into like teaching theory and style. But I'll, I'll just tell people up front, like I'm going to tell you a lot of stuff right now, and you'll forget half of it. But as long as you get the important part right, then three weeks from now, when I tell you again, you'll have to relearn it. But something in your brain will go, "I've heard that before. That's important." Well, and, and, it, and just keep building on that until like everything that keeps slipping away now has a, a better foundation. And well, that that clicking that I've heard that before. That's the importance of having a core language. Exactly. Yep. If I change the name of the Cavatillon every week, yeah, you get everyone the, would get super pissed. The, the dippy under thing. Yeah. It's a check mark. The check mark the thing. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Star Trek Com badge. Changing through. The, yeah. The start vessel. calling it a dirt vessel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all my students go back and forth between Italian rapier and German longsword. I can I can say in, in the, the rapier class just Dirk Bexel, or I can say in the longsword class when they look confused. Hey, Cavazione. Yeah. And they go, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Re- let's let's recap here. So yeah, that's what we ca- need to do. Cur- curriculum is built with with a series of, of classes. Uh, classes are built with drills. Your drills should address fundamentals, specific techniques, and then both of those in context. Right. Your drills should be uh, according to the talent code. Mistake focused. You should you should be challenging, uh, so you can then address mistakes and refine techniques. They should have a enough repetitions to make it valuable. What am I missing about drills? That sounds good. Hell yeah. Content. Yeah. Core language. Core, Core language. language. I think that comes when you start talking about classes, which is one level up. Um, if you have a series of classes, uh, you should be using consistent language. And, a, you know, it's probably helpful to have a consistent format from class to class. You, every, yeah, we're, we're always going to do this warm-up. We're always going to do these fundamentals. Now we're going to work on the new thing. Yeah, now if, we're going to play around with if it. If it's consistent, then your your students aren't surprised. Right, yeah, yeah. If you yeah, want to show up and you're like, ah, right. five-mile run today, never, let's go. You know, oh, like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't run anymore. Uh, so then, then you have a curriculum that spans many classes with many drills inside of them. Core language is important. Each class should be like focused on one or two skills only. Yeah, you, you don't want to over overdo it. Absolutely, you don't, don't want to build frustration and anxiety. I'm sorry. Anxiety comes from the unknown. When when you're in a situation where the immediate outcome is not known, that's anxiety producing. And that's so. why we use the same structure and language every class. Boom, boom. And then, yeah, the most important part of the curriculum: don't be afraid to change it. Oh my, oh yeah, I can't believe we didn't talk about how many times I had to fucking throw my shit into the like, trash bag. Maybe once a, a year or yeah. however often you want, like sit down, pay attention to what your students are doing, and like, what did you think you were promoting? And then judging by what your students are doing, what are you actually promoting? Right. Uh, and our, if they don't line up, how can you change it? Our current curriculum has so many notes written in it. Oh, it's, be- it's beautiful though, because it... <laughs> 
we're, we're there's uh, what five, six of us, seven of us now. What, how many? Like a fucking third of the club is like actively helping with the operations and the and the teaching in the club, and it it should be a dialogue. You know, it's a much smaller we, number that's actually contributing to curriculum right now, though. So. Well, everybody everybody has contributed. So, but uh, anyways, what I'm saying is. It, it should be a dialogue. Hey, this works. What works? What works for you? Hey, uh, this one doesn't work. How can we make it better? Blah blah blah. And then just iterate. Yeah. That iterate your your way you're teaching. We started teaching st- straight out of the book, literally. Hey, we're gonna read this and stare at it, and then stare at each other, and then stare at our swords, and then we're gonna try and do this, and then we're gonna go do that cycle for two hours. Um, and now we have like I think. And then two it's, weeks later, we'll see someone on YouTube doing it completely differently. Right? Yeah, we'll come back and like, <laughs> hey, yeah, the talk device one version seven point But now, now we're at a point where the the communal knowledge base is is a little bit higher. So now we can run more principle driven drills that aren't straight out of the book. They we just we've done what is out of the book enough, and talked to enough people in the community, and watched enough YouTube videos, and lost enough fingernails. To make our own drills based on the principles that all of the the, the devices and hapshuk and shit espouse, and they're not it's, a lot of them aren't even like big changes. Like some of them are simply like little note in the margin. Remember to step offline for this drill, you know, right? Or, or just so because uh, you know if you come to you come to class and you're tired and there's like thirty people in here and you're like you might forget to say it. When does that happen? Uh, the, only the days you're not here, which is weird. Yeah. It's, uh, no it's one, like they know. No one likes me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like you, Keith. <laughs> we invited you to the podcast. No, I mean, I, I, I get it. <laughs> you're not that off-putting. <laughs> Some would say it's the right amount. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, Everybody needs that guy. It's, uh, it's like, uh, what do you call it, uh... Pickup artist shit. You just you just nag everybody just enough that we're like don't. sucked into that void no, of Keithdom. Don't don't, don't <laughs> want me with that, please. Uh, he treats me so bad, but I love being around him. <laughs> but daddy, I love him. <laughs> Fucking little mermaid, me Keith. <laughs> I'll, I'll get legs. You just you just watch. I'll be I'll be up there with you. <laughs> and this is why Keith is miserable. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, this is beautiful. All I'm so right. happy right oh, now. Look at those giant sound waves. <laughs> oh, it's great. Red all it's day. It's going to be great. We love you, internet. Yeah. So, uh... Oh, something I'm supposed to start saying now. If uh, wherever you're listening to this, go rate and review us because that'll help other people find oh, us. Oh, like, like and subscribe. Yeah, that. Like yeah. all the YouTube If you have friends that do HEMA, tell them. Uh, if you, oh, tell you, them that we're the coolest podcast ever, and you can't wait even. To it, it, it's even better if we're not because you'll force them to go <laughs> fucking listen to us. Uh, yeah, run our mouths. It's a cruel joke yeah. that you can play on your friends, and you're in on it. <laughs> uh, and and, and uh, also, uh, you know, if you want to talk to us, go to, I don't know, it's go a, to the Swords of Stereo Facebook thingy. Yeah. Or, go, Facebook. or, or go to uh, Bolt City Longsword. BoltCityLongsword.com. You can yeah. just show up at the front door yeah. and we'll talk to you as well. We're pretty nice. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> Not yeah. Keith, though. <laughs> yeah. We'll let you know if Keith's going to be here. 
<laughs> rapier on Monday and Wednesdays. Or no, Monday and Fridays? It's Monday and Wednesdays. Wednesday. You're so Monday right. Monday and Wednesdays. You're yeah, so okay. right. Yeah, fine. I, mean, I don't know. Everything's changing. COVID and... You're literally here on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Right now. Oh, Keith's here. <laughs> He's here. He's right. He's... All right. Let's, let's He's... fucking wrap this up. Boss, boss, boss. No. <laughs> This episode of Swords and Stereo was produced by Final Plank Media Productions. Theme song for Swords and Stereo is Thunderer by Professor Agma. Check him out too. To find out more about Bold City Longsword, visit their website at jacksonvillehema.com. To find more Final Plank Media produced podcasts, visit finalplank.com or visit us at Final Plank on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening.